Hello and welcome to the Norwegian edition of the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Selectabet and I'm joined as ever by Greg Browning. How's it going, Greg? Hello, good evening, yes. Not too bad. Busy moving home, so plenty of boxes to unpack, plenty of beds to be built, IKEA furniture at the ready. Ikea, we call it Ikea. Oh, and, come uh, on. <laughs> Bro, what? Ten seconds into the podcast, I've been corrected already. <laughs> yeah, I was just about to introduce you, David, but I don't need to anymore. No. All, the way from, all the way from Tron time, how are you doing? Oh, well, thanks. I'd actually prepared uh, to say, oh, I don't know how to say it anymore, Welcome. Welcome, in, yeah. No, that's not bad. Is that close enough? Yeah, I'll uh, do you kind of ruined my moment. So, good to have you guys on with me here on the podcast. Again, going to have a wee look at this week's fixtures in Norway, as we always do. Um, tonight, we have seen Molde go through to the playoff round of the Champions League with a penalty shootout win over Carabag, and you were watching it, Greg. Yeah, I watched the last kind of part of extra time and watched the penalties as well. So, I think just to get through for them is a fantastic result. I think, although Quarabai played, obviously, a Azerbaijani league, it's not a strong league, it's still a, well, it's a fair trek. So here's my quiz for tonight. How oh. many kilometres between um, the, two, the two clubs? Well, I, I will say that I posted on Twitter about this, uh, not not the distance, but about Molder going to Azerbaijan. The game is actually in Cyprus, so... Um, Due to COVID regulations, they weren't able to travel to Azerbaijan. So the game was in Cyprus. So kilometres are a bit lower. Um, oh, there you go then. Good work, David. Excellent work. work. I, I did go, watch the game. I'll go... Oh, mm. 1,500 miles. Miles? Fucking hell. Hold, hold on. Sorry. Oh, oh, miles now. Wow. Get that. <laughs> like miles out. Uh, decimals and uh, mods. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, just over 3,500 kilometres. Between That's the two. Pretty, pretty substantial. But back in the football front, though, they'll just be delighted to get through. It doesn't yeah. matter how they get through, they're in the next round, and that's the, that's the important thing. Massive yeah, result. So. We were just looking there, weren't we, David, about when they were last in the Champions League mode in the group yes. stages? So it was 1999. Um, they were in the Champions League, and the only time they've been in it, which was against Porto, Real Madrid, and Olympiacos. Uh, they got one win, a home win against Olympiacos, five defeats. Um, but yeah, this has guaranteed them at least a Europa League spot, um, which they missed out on last year. Um, Partizan beat them in the final playoff round for the Europa League. So they've not actually been in the Europa League since 2015-16, where they played Celtic, um, Ajax and Fenerbahce. Um, so it's, it's really important for them. I think it's worth about sort of £10 million guaranteed for that but they go and play Ferencvaros in the playoff round to <clears throat> to see if they can go into the Champions League which is absolutely massive for them um, It's not tonight, a bad tie is it? It's not it's a bad not tie any, they, they, they may have beaten Celtic but I, I think it's a fantastic tie for them It could have been a lot worse when, they, when the draw came out and they had Karabakh and then Ferencvaros or um, Dinamo Zagreb to get into the Champions League it could have been a lot lot worse but um, yeah I mean tonight they looked nervy um, they played pretty deep, pretty defensive for the most part and weren't really a threat much until extra time and then they missed a the penalty in the first half of extra time and um, 
that was looked as if it was going to be costly, but uh, they scored six out of six in the shootout, and Andreas Linda uh, saved the saved the final penalty. Um, and yeah, it's a it's a big big win for them. Really, really important for Norway as well. Um, and yeah, looking forward to seeing how they get on against Venezuela's. Yeah, great chance for both clubs to be fair. Ferenc Faros would dearly love uh, to take their place in the, the group stages as well, but that uh, penalty shootout experience might just hold them, stand them in good stead um, over the course of the two legs. I, I can't imagine there'll be much between the two sides. I wouldn't have thought so. And it's funny as well, you can have defining moments in a season for clubs, and you know this better than anyone, David, but as a club and as a group of players, to get through to the next round is going to be huge for them. They've obviously chucked the league <laughs> three defeats in the last four so they know this, the season's over domestically in terms of probably catching uh, Bora Glimpse not going to happen uh, 13 points behind uh, but it gives them a great chance of progressing through to the to the next stages and I guess it extends I mean, yeah, it's, it's, well, it's, David. It's, yeah it's massive um, and um, there's no Norwegian Cup this year so right. it's just the league they have and that, mm. yeah has, has that's a real shame I was enjoying the miles behind. the um, 15-0 scorelines in the Norwegian Cup. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, the Norwegian Cup starts really early. It starts sort of, it starts almost right before the season um, for all the lower, lowest clubs. And it's, um, yeah, I mean, it's re- regionalised for the first few rounds and it's, um, it's just like none of the teams in the lower tiers have been able to play games. So the Cup has had to, had to take the back seat this year. So, yeah, I mean, it meant an extra. It means an extra place in the league for the European spot for next year as well. So the top four will get into um, Europe next year instead of just the top three in the cup winners. So um, it means there's still something to play for for teams like uh, Rosenborg and um, yeah, teams behind them like Volerenga and Bran and stuff. They still have a chance to get into Europe. Should make things interesting towards the end of the season with Glimt seemingly running away with the league anyway. It gives other teams plenty to play for further down the. The positions in the table. Yeah, there's quite a few clubs, isn't there? Kind of in that chasing pack now, odd or thereabouts. Obviously, Rosenborg as well and Volarenga. So there's probably three or four clubs in along the mode, obviously, in contention for those final two uh, European places. And uh, speaking of European places, tomorrow we've got Aberdeen visit Norway to play Viking, and you've kind of written plenty about this match, David, are you any nearer deciding how this one's going to pan out? <laughs> um, not really, um, it's a tough one, it's a really tough one to call, um, I'm not surprised both teams are odds against, uh, to be honest, because um, Viking look very dangerous in attack, but they've got a lot of holes in defence, and I think Aberdeen are almost the opposite, they look very solid this year, and um, I think they've won five in a row, um, a lot of 1-0s in that as well. So yeah, this is a really interesting one. Um, I'd probably put Viking just down as favourites being at home, and given that they had a 5-3 win at the weekend, and they've had some good results recently. So I think um, I'd probably have Viking just favourites, but I wouldn't be surprised if it went all the way. I was speaking to Greg earlier, and I was a wee bit disappointed at the price on Viking. I think they're now into 5-4. to four. Right, Had yeah. they been a wee bit bigger, I might have been tempted to, to get on side with them, but I think it's not a bad place to be fair. I think with it being in Norway, it's a home tie for Viking. I, I, I think it's probably a fair price. Um, I think obviously they're halfway through their season as well. And it's a bit of an unknown really, this this match. Obviously David obviously watches a lot of uh, Viking and Norwegian football. 
Aberdeen have obviously just started their season, obviously after a poor start. They've won their last four matches, but they're hardly setting the header light, are they, in terms of scoring goals? Um, and it's hard to see Aberdeen keeping a clean sheet across Norway tomorrow. So if Aberdeen want to progress, for me, they're going to have to score at least twice, I think, mm. to, to progress here. Mm. Should be interesting. Um, it'll be interesting for us on the podcast to compare the two leagues, really, as much as anything yeah. else. Yeah, that's what my mate texted me earlier saying, who do you want to win? Like, do you want to, like, the team, the team you kind of supported a boy, but, like, not, didn't really follow. The Viking, have you always country. supported Viking? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, uh, or the team against Norway to get it, to get the people who say the league over here is crap to shut them up. But, um, yeah, I don't know who I want to win, but, uh, yeah, I, th- I find the price, I don't, yeah, the price is tough to back either way just because I think it's a bit of a pick game. That's why I've, I was looking at the price and goal scorers um, instead of just the game because I noticed in Paddy Power the prices are very, very generous, shall we say. There's nobody sort of lower than 10 to 3 to score any time, which seems I, I, I couldn't quite put my head around it. So I, I put on a little double just myself, which was Veton Berisha and Zima Batiki to score. Any time, both of them together, and it's a thirty to one double. It's the two most likely goal scorers for a Viking in a home game in Europe. And I so said to my mate, thirty to one, Paddy Power. That's big. Put it on. He's like, I'll just check it in Skybet, and in Skybet it was eleven to one. So anyway. it's, shock, <laughs> it's, absolute shock. Yeah. <laughs> it shows you the type of the difference. But yeah, I mean, Veton Berisha, who scored eight in his last six games, hits penalties for Viking. Hundred, definitely the most likely scorer. He's. 10 to 3 to score at any time, which just for me is that. I mean, it's just worth it. Aberdeen's worth. biggest issue here is they don't have a goal scorer. Mm. It's all very well relying on the fielder scoring goals, but at the end of the day, goal scorers win matches and Aberdeen don't have any. Yeah, so I think that would, that would be the biggest concern, wouldn't it? And especially with V King. I mean, they're stated to say they've got a couple of goal scorers on their books they're not shy of scoring goals I think that's where the difference might come in the two teams and it really depends as well how Derek McKinnis sets them up away from home in Europe is it likely to be a pretty compact to keep things tight and try and nick a goal might go for the old Craig Levine 4 I so yeah I can't see um, I can't see Derek McKinnis doing anything other than that um, he's definitely not going to go try and go all guns blazing so away from yeah. home I think he's just going to try and keep it very, very tight um, and just probably just try and sneak sneak a goal. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if that's what he does. Well, we'll see how that one goes. We'll so... see. I'll probably five, five all or something like that. But we'll, <laughs> we'll find out. So, Berisha, is it, David? Yeah, that's... Yeah, bet on Berisha. Is the main tip. And who was the second one, sorry? Uh, Zima Batiki. Batiki. That's a couple of names for you to look out for if you're fancying a bet on that game. Um, there's another couple of elite Syrian teams in action on Thursday night. Rosenberg are away to Ventspils and Bodo Glint face Zalgiris Vilnius with either Shamrock Rovers or AC Milan waiting in the wings. And I would dearly love to see Glint v AC Milan in the next round. Don't know about you, David. Yeah, I'd absolutely love to see Zlatan up in the board. It would be unbelievable. <laughs> I think they're already talking about it a little bit. I think they're massive favourites against the Lithuanian position again. If um, Shamrock Rovers win, 
how disappointing it will be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be Do you know? Funny. To be fair, it's it's a win-win situation, isn't it? I think if the if well, not that Shamrock are likely in any way to to get the better of AC Milan, but it would obviously strengthen Gleam's chances again to group stages. Which, given how they've started the season, is no more than they would deserve for the entertainment that they've given us uh, on the podcast so far. So uh, either way, it's, it's something exciting for Gleam to look forward to. I think both sides progressed quite easily in the last round, albeit I think both both sides were at home. Um, yeah. Can't say anything, but again, another pretty comfortable night for both sides. I yeah, don't think Latvian and Lithuanian leagues are strong. Yeah, the game kicks off, I think, quarter past one your time in the afternoon. I don't know why uh, that is. Maybe it's sort of floodlights or something. Um, I'm not really sure. But yeah, it's an afternoon kickoff in yeah, uh, Latvia. Right. Yeah, quarter past one. Um, so yeah, but That'll be interesting to see how those go. As you say, David Glint are one to eight, I think, to win in ninety minutes. So very, very short price to get a result. Um, but we will speak a wee bit more about Glint in a minute. They were one of three winning tips on last week's podcast, and they just blew away. Odd, we thought that might have been a wee bit closer than it was going to be, but they were four one up at half time, finished up six one, and that landed your Glint to score in both halves. Bet yet again. Yeah, I was I was wanting them to slow down a little bit in the first half. I was getting worried that they would just put the brakes on. But yeah, that was um, that was as impressive as impressive as they've been for a while. Um, I think a lot of people thought Odd oh, might give them a good game, but they absolutely smashed them to bits inside <laughs> a half an hour. It was um, I mean they were one 0 down after forty seconds, but <laughs> but it was like it didn't even. I don't seem to think they was they were worried. They just kept doing what they do, and I mean Jens Peter Hauge got uh, got his goals. Um, I think he scored two penalties. No, he missed one penalty. Um, he scored scored another one. Um, yeah, they're just goals from all over the park. Boniface scored again. Salmonis scored again. It's just um, yeah, it's they're Fine. going to win the league. It's just a matter of whether they get beat or not before the end of the season. Any odds available over there on that happening? Um, I've not actually looked at that. Um, probably, probably not. Probably the to be only bet not... that you can still have. When they're <laughs> yeah, probably, um, were you saying they were one to a hundred now to win the yeah, title? I think some bookies aren't even offering them, but yeah, one of them. I might. think one to hundred is actually a really good price. It's pretty generous. Yeah, worth hundred pound. <laughs> yeah, yeah, six hundred quid. I want to get a pint back in Norway. Is that about right, David? Half a pint. <laughs> Right, like, yeah. <laughs> uh, but we'll come on to Glimt in a minute uh, They travelled to Bran on Sunday Other winners on last week's podcast Were on the Valerenga game Again David you had them um, to either draw or win Plus both teams to score And they were 5-1 up at half time Yeah uh, absolutely hammered them The new signing Vidar uh, Schartenson scored a hat-trick inside about 25 minutes. Yeah, you flagged him up. On, yep. Yeah, I flagged him up as a potential goal scorer. I wrote about it on the blog as well. And, um, yeah, hat-trick. Remind us of the blog address, David. Oh, so it's like uh, weatherstone at uh, dot something. What's the good dot blog? Blogspot.com. Blogspot.com. Yeah, Cheers. Right. I said, tell you what, I'll remind you of the blog, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's at... Oh, sorry, it's like a weather stone. Blogspot.com. Blogspot.com. And it's always worth a read ahead of uh, the weekend matches. And uh, Greg, your over 10 Asian corners landed quite comfortably in that game as well, at even money. Yeah, I think it was 15 in the end, although it wasn't looking great at half time. 
I think there's only three or four at half-time, actually. Maybe three. So, yeah, really good second half. And I think we were a corner short in the odd game, which is disappointing. I think they had um, their third corner after 57 minutes. So we only needed one more corner with more than half an hour left to go. So it was a bit disappointing, you know, one short from that. But, yeah, it was a decent enough weekend on, in Norway for, for both of us. Well, hopefully more of the same this week. We've got Elitis even games on Saturday and Sunday and then Oberstliggen games on Monday. Um, David's got a couple of tips for us to look forward to in the Oberstliggen. Greg, you're going to fill us in on your private channel on the Oberstliggen games later in the week. Yeah, I've not a proper chance to look yet. I think we're still missing a couple of markets to come out. It's still fairly early in the week. Obviously, these games aren't until Monday. Um, there's a couple of corner bets I'm looking at. Um, for Monday so I'll share them on the members channel um, later this week Good stuff um, and before we get into this week's bets David you were saying it's been a fairly quietish week after some busy weeks of transfer activity in Norway but not too much happening in the last seven days yeah, Not much there was a confirmation of Adrian Pereira moving to Pauk and that was confirmed I think I said it was just about happening mm. but that is confirmed now apart from that not, not a lot as a Sarpsborg have signed a couple of a uh, couple of faces, but nothing um, nothing that really stands out this week, and no 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 extra players uh, leaving just yet. Okay, so the first game we're going to have a look at is the aforementioned Molda. They are away to Valerenga on Saturday night. And Valerenga, should... sorry, Valerenga, Vol- sorry. Yeah. And Greg, as you touched on, the league title race looks as if it's well and truly over now, doesn't it, for Molda? Yeah, Molde's away form is probably the main reason why um, Bode Glimt are 13 points ahead. Um, it's not been a great time for Molde on the road. I think they've lost their last four. And they travelled to Volering on Saturday tea time. And I think we highlighted Volering's home form on last weekend's podcast. And as we just spoke about there, they, they absolutely battered Van 5-1 um, last Sunday. Now, Volering's home form is one of the better ones in the league. I think they're only the other club other than Bora Glimt not to lose a home match. Yep. So five wins, three draws. Uh, they've collected 18 points from the 29 at home this season. Um, interestingly, the last seven games have all gone over 2.5 goals and both teams to score. And that home as well, Vaughan have scored two or more goals now in seven of their eight home games. And even the... Um, Indestructible Bora Glimt failed to win here. That finished in a 2 0 draw. Um, I think it was last month or the month before. So, very, very strong at home. And obviously, they'll be full of confidence after last weekend's 5 1 win. Moda, obviously, travelling back from, albeit Cyprus. It's always tough for teams playing on a Thursday night or Wednesday night before a, a game on a, at the weekend. How often do you see clubs struggling domestically um, on Saturday or usually the Sunday? in terms of the Europa League. So Moda do have enough time to recover from this, but I think for Moda, I think getting that result tonight and to get through in penalties will just give them a massive lift. A massive lift sorry. So I think it doesn't change the dynamics too much. I was looking at Valerena to win this match, potentially, or on double chance market, but I think the bookies are pretty wise, actually, and Valerena are actually the favourites for this game. I'm not saying that's a surprise, but I wasn't expecting Moda to be as big as 7-4. I think it actually changed. Um, I think earlier in the week, well, um, Moda were slight favourites. Um, mm-hmm. I'm looking at it now. Yeah, they definitely weren't those prices 
Uh, earlier in the week, I think even yesterday, I think Mulder were very, very slight favourites, but not anymore. I also wonder now that Mulder have gone through, they're so far behind in the league that you know their game against Ferenc Varos is next Wednesday. Yeah, Sudden, so. sudden suddenly becomes the most important game of the week. You know, so they might might go into this one with a view that you know they want to protect themselves yeah. for Wednesday. Yeah. Also, than... watching the game, there was very warm in Cyprus. There was more than sort of two or three going down with cramp. They played 120 minutes. Mm-hmm. True. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's going to be tough for them. I would have preferred that they'd lost tonight in penalties, and that may have swayed my <laughs> movement towards Valerenga. But in terms of this game itself, looking at Molda, they've lost their last four. So they've lost their last four away games, 3-1, 2-1, 2-1 and 3-2. And there's been over 2.5 goals in all nine away games for Molda this season. Like six of those games had four or more goals. And they've seen both teams score now and over 2.5 goals in seven of their nine away games. So I think the, the angle here, I think for me, is probably best to stick with goals for this match. And it's a meeting between two sides, I think, in the last four meetings, there's been 22 goals scored in the last four games. All four games had seen at least five match goals. So I think with Volering's home form, um, Molda obviously playing tonight, um, not much rest. Way down in the league now in terms of the position behind Bora Glimt. Uh, but obviously they're still a very good team um, and they're more than capable of scoring at least one. So the angle for this match, obviously there's no odds at all really on over 2.5 goals. I think it's the best price one to two. But as you know, I do enjoy an Asian handicap on the goal market. It just gives us a little, a little bit of security. So at the moment, over 3.5, sorry, over three goals and over 3.5 goals uh, pays 11 to 10 on the Asian line. So basically, if there's money, if there's three goals, you get half your state back. Mm-hmm. Now, normally in the Asian line, it's over three goals. And it's a straightforward, if there's three goals, you get, half your, you get your, your full state back. But for this one... The, the odds on over three goals in this match on the Asian line were only, I think, seven to ten. So it's a bit short. So I'm happy to take over three goals and over 3.5 goals on the Bet365 Asian handicap line. And that pays 11 to 10. OK, so just pushing it a wee bit for that extra goal. But certainly the stats in the last four meetings, as you say, back up. Um, that we could expect four or more goals in this one. Um, David, you're taking a route that includes goals as well for your bet? Yeah, so, yeah, I, I, I thought about this anyway um, before tonight's game, but I'm even more convinced that Volling had to score in the first half um, at 4-5. That is on bet 365 now. Um, yeah. Just to score once. I think Molde... They look tired going into extra time um, tonight. I just think they've lost four in a row away, as Greg says. Volering are coming off a 5-1 hammer in a brand. Seemed to, like, obviously, Shartan's only got a hat-trick, but, you know, it wasn't just him. Sarawi, it looks very good. Young uh, winger. Aaron Dinham's still there. Um, they just looked far more better attacking threat than they had been um had been recently, and they've got a goal scorer now. Just think, I just think Molden might rotate a little bit. They don't have a huge squad, but I just think there'll be a few few changes, and um, I can definitely see them starting sluggishly with um, on the back of extra time. And I imagine there'll be a few celebrations tonight as well. It was a big night for them, and they probably 
I don't know, maybe have a wee, wee drink in the plane on the way home or something. And, uh, yeah, it's quite a nice angle, David. I looked yeah. at um, Volaringa to score in terms of the goal line of when their first goal will be scored by. So mm. I think at the moment, Bet365 have the first Volaringa goal before 42 minutes. Okay. And that pays 5-6. to six. Yeah. So there's a obviously 4-5 to five for a goal in the first half gives you that extra few minutes plus injury time in the first half. <laughs> yeah. But you're also getting 5-6 to six for a goal before 42 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think, I just, I think it's well worth it. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So two bets on that one, Greg. You're going with over 3.0 slash 3.5 goals on the Asian line at 11-10. to 10, And David... It's Volarenga to score in the first half at 4-5 with 3 6 5 Yes. Yeah. Okay, on Sunday we are going to have a wee look at the goal machines. Bodo Glimp to visit Bran and last week, David, we were regaling all the stats <laughs> in relation to Glimp's goals and they somehow managed to improve those stats even further at <laughs> the weekend with that 6-1-1 and I now make it an average of 4.76 goals per game. <laughs> Um, with them scoring 3.65 per game so far in the league. It's quite incredible stuff. That is incredible. Um, yeah, I mean, they were 4-1 up at half-time and um, went out in the second half, scored another two. I think they're just so... like Obviously, Boniface has been playing up front and he's been scoring goals, but Kasper Juncker scored 11 before he got injured. He's going to be wanting to get back in. So if he gets a chance off the bench, he's desperate to score. I think Zinka Nagel and Hauge, it's almost like they've got a wee competition going to see who can score the most goals. You know, Zinka Nagel hit a couple of penalties earlier in the year and didn't hadn't missed. Right. But apparently Hauge is the penalty taker. He just let Zinka Nagel have a couple. But now he's been Hauge's just been hitting them all. But he's missed. Uh, he missed last week, so I do wonder if Zinkanago might be on penalties now. But uh, yeah, it just seems like everybody's keen to score goals, and it's not um, it's not slowing them down. Um, now yeah. scored, now scored six in three of the last four games. So my question to both of you: <laughs> What price would you back six goals at? <laughs> Considering Bran lost five to Volarenga in the weekend as well. I guess what you need to factor into this game as well, though, the fact that they are so far ahead. And they are playing, obviously, tomorrow night yeah, in the yeah. Europa League. So, I guess for me, they'll they'll be keen to obviously win the match, obviously. But in terms of the goal front, I guess my advice is to always be a little bit wary aside playing in the Europa League or Europe. Regardless. Before, uh, Regardless. Yeah. You never answered uh, the question. What odds would you what say six goals? Oh, what would I say it was? It's probably yeah. going to be about six to one, maybe. No, it'll be more than that. It'll be, th- it'll be four to one max, three to one. Let me score six. Oh, let me score six, not match goal. Sorry. Okay. Um, let me score six. Um, oh god. Ooh, yeah, six to one. This is good radio. Six to one, seventy one. Okay, so Betsy six five will give you twenty two to one. Oh, to score five or more goals. Oh, five or oh, sorry, sorry, six or more goals. <laughs> So there That's you go. Good. That's generous. That comes yeah. in. I will pay thirty to one. Right. <laughs> well, you can get ten to one on them scoring uh, five or more. Five or more. Um, seventy-two four on seventy-two four on more, which yeah, okay. <laughs> you wouldn't <laughs> you wouldn't back against anything <laughs> in these games at the moment. So. Right. Um, but anyway, you're going to stick to the old tried and trusted this week, David. Yeah, I might as well. If it's not broken, um, why fix it? So, yeah, 
Glimp to score in both halves is still even money, <laughs> which doesn't make a lot of sense considering they've done it in 14 out of 17 games. They scored in 31 halves out of 34. 32 goals in the first half, 30 in the second half. What price are they to win, are they to win the match on Sunday? I think it's about 1 to 2. So again, I think you've highlighted this market quite a few times, David, and it's a really good angle to look at in terms of when you see a really, really short price favourite and you go yeah. either 1 to 2 or 1 to 4 or whatever price they are, or just leave it. If you dig a little bit deeper, and especially in the goals market, you can usually find something. And yeah. I think yeah. the goal in both halves has worked really well for us this season Do- so far. To be fair, they're short price favourites, and then there's Klimt, who are goal scoring machine. Yeah. Short yeah, price favourites as well. Yeah. So yeah, I think, as you say, David, it's no broke, so don't fix and it. And even money, for, and they've done it 14 out of 17 times, it doesn't make any sense, no, really, does it? It doesn't. <laughs> just purely, purely based on the stats, it doesn't. Um, okay, I mean, that just makes perfect sense to be back in that again. Um, Greg, you might be tempted by Brian Corners. Yeah, Bran have been pretty decent for corners this season, uh, especially at home. Now, I'd just like, obviously, to play on the fact that Bodeglimp do have a game tomorrow. Um, so I'm not saying that they're going to have a, Europe, a European hangover. But Bodeglimp don't keep many clean sheets. They consider a game at the weekend. So as good as they are scoring goals, I think they've only kept, what, four clean sheets now? Is that right? No more than four, anyway. Out there. Four, yeah, four this season. So... Most sides are scoring against them. And with Bran being at home, I'm hopeful the bookies will do what they usually do and provide us with some generous odds on um, Bran to to hit four plus. Um, I think it was, it was above four plus, so I might give it a miss. But given they are playing the league leaders and Bran will probably be a decent price to win the match, I'm hoping we can get kind of four to five or five to six for Bran to hit four or more. So hopefully we'll get those markets out in the next day or so. Yeah, Bran are nine to two to win the match, which to me feels a wee bit on the short side, given just the unbelievable form that Glimt have been in. Mm. Yeah, and especially after Bran losing last weekend, um, obviously heavily to Volarina. So, yeah, I would maybe expect to be, them to be a little bit higher than that, but I think we might get just get enough on four plus corners here. So okay, okay I'll, I'll share that on the channel um, yeah. once I get prices. Keep an eye out for that um, for that market being put up, and as you say, you update that on the channel. Okay, so that's the only two games that we're going to cover on uh, in the latest season this weekend. But uh, David, you want to have a look at a couple of games on Monday. The first one being Osana's game v Oigarden on yes. Monday at four. Yeah, so um, Osana flagged them up a couple of weeks ago when, were, when we did the Obos. Uh, Special, special podcast, yeah, yeah and, and they they went and beat yeah five one. Um, they'd had tough fixtures before that at home, uh, pretty much playing all the top half of the league. And uh, yeah, the, the last two games they they've beat yeah five one. They've beat Kongsving in a way four two. I've said it before. They're a really good team. They play some really nice football. Um, and they're going to be playing against their, basically their polar opposite. Um, on the weekend, so A-Garden, I watched some of their game um, on on Monday there. Uh, the commentators kept calling them the Harlem Globetrotters, and that <laughs> sounded a bit wrong because uh, like we would associate that with like skills and tricks. Yeah. And basically, what he was just meant is they're a basketball team. Yeah, they're right. all. <laughs> <laughs> 
they're all huge and they just like they play for set pieces they just lump the ball forward and so not a compliment then not a compliment no the opposite which is it did sound a bit weird because obviously we we associate that with a bit of a tricky team but no um so at home when when the Ugarn play they've got a sort of a grass pitch in the middle of a sort of running track it's a bit it's a bit horrible to be honest it's not a great surface um, they can be a little bit tough to beat at home. They scored they won three one at the weekend. The boy Godley Peter Peter Godley Michael scored a couple. Uh, looks like a nice player actually, but um, when they go away from home, they tend to struggle. They've lost five out of eight on the road. Uh, the last away game was at Ulchisa, who are not a great team. Struggle there. I think they're tenth now. They got a good win against Ranheim at the weekend actually. Um, but yeah, they, they're bottom half. They lost 6-1 at Ilshi, so that was their last away game. I think Osana are going to be too good for them at the weekend on Monday. Um, and they're quite a short price, uh, Osana, to win. So I think they're going to win comfortably. And uh, Osana minus one in the handicap um, is paying 2.2. Straight handicap, Straight handicap. To, to win by two clear goals or more. Um, I just I feel like your garden will pick up some points at home, uh, especially as it comes into to autumn with the pitch getting a bit worse. Uh, obviously, we've got a grass pitch, but also now on the on the Asher turf, I think they'll pass it around them and be far too good for them. So yeah, just checking it's two point two on the. Asian line as well for that bet. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And later on that evening, uh, Troms will visit Sandnes. And uh, yeah, what's your bet here looking at Sandnes to not lose effectively? Yeah. So um, Troms are top of the league and they have been since the start of the season, but it's pretty much at the moment by default because Ranheim was stopped chasing them. Um, Lelystrim started the season poorly. Songdal are actually catching up a little bit. Songdal are only two points behind them now. Tromso have won two of the last seven. They've uh, won their first lost. eight, didn't they? Won yeah, the first so eight games. The first now eight, they've only won two of seven. Not a lot of goals. They've, they've now won two of seven. Um, they lost at home to Lelystrim on Tuesday night. Um, Sandnes Ulf, who are in fifth place in the league. They, uh, sorry, they're sixth place now actually. They've won six out of eight at home. They've only lost once out of the eight games, and the sh- the odds were huge. They were they were I think seven to two to win. Yeah, even, even just, bigger now. They're sixteen okay. five. I mean, it's quite tempting. It's really tempting for me, but you know, when you can get them at ten to eleven to just draw or win. Don't even need, as long as they don't lose. I think they've only lost once at home. Trumps have won only two of the last seven. I just think it's uh, it's really good price considering uh, considering the form of the two teams. Sanez Sanez um, went to shoot us blink on uh, Monday and they were involved in a nine goal thriller. They would get beat five four. Much to my annoyance, I had them on in a nice double with Osana, and uh, they let me down despite being 2 0, 3 1, and 4 2 up. Yeah, there so... was a billion goals scored <laughs> on, um, on Monday's games. Yeah. Match day 13. So, yeah, they'll be a bit disappointed with that, but um, I just think at home, they've only lost once. 
to not lose being ten eleven, I just think it's uh, it's a really really good price that is uh, worth backing. Yep, sorry, my mistake. They they are sixteen to five, which is of course shorter than seventy two. Um, so I don't know if there's there's maybe been a wee bit of support in that. Uh, I might just I might match just... already. But anyway, the bet that you fancy is Sunday's to win or to draw. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that's about ten to eleven, one point nine. Yeah. Okay, good stuff. And it's Greg. quite interesting as well that at the moment, looking at Lobos League and probably top four, top five clubs at the moment in terms of positions in the league is probably, David, what you'd expect to see now. Now we're kind of, kind of hitting halfway through the season. The big clubs yeah. are at the top of the league. I'd say um, the top six, yeah. You would have expected at the start of the season, those six. So we're just to see, obviously, we're now halfway through the season now, just how the kind of second half uh, progresses. But I think you're absolutely right. Tromso have slowed down a little bit after a, an electric star, obviously eight wins in a row, but it's starting to tighten up a little bit. Um, Lillestrom, um after a really difficult kind of start. Um, yeah, they're getting better. They're, yeah, they're getting much better now as well. So there's probably value in some of the, the home sides this week. It obviously, albeit very short prices, but there's probably some good doubles or trebles to be had there in some of the bigger sides at home. Yeah, it's a bit of a topsy-turvy league at the moment, yeah. isn't it, in terms of trying yeah. to predict results. And yeah, I mean that's the thing with like Ranheim, they seem to they win games very comfortably, and then they will just like they lost at home to she said the weekend three one or something. Uh, yeah, they lost three one. Shocking as well. Um, and actually, I've looked at like they go to Grodu this weekend, and Grodu are flagged them up before at home. They're very good, aren't they? That, yeah, they're good at home. They're tough to beat. So the price was like. Like four or one or something, something stupid. They've probably been the biggest surprise package this season so far, I would say. Because I remember yeah, we yeah. spoke about the league when it first started that they're obviously newly promoted. They'll probably get most of their points at home, and yeah. they have been done very well at home. But they've been competitive away as well, so yeah, they've they had have. a really good season so far. Yeah. And are uh, Hamcam still in the doghouse? And <laughs> well, David mentioned to me during the week that star striker uh, Pedersen's injured for six weeks. Is it David? Yeah, yeah. So it's a massive, like, it's a huge, huge blow for them because he's their main outlet for goals. They're yeah. playing Yerv. Um, now, Yerv at the moment are just having a disaster. I think they've conceded 500 goals in their last five games or something <laughs> like that. Uh, uh, 19, spin. 19, 19 in the last four they've lost. It's terrible, but... <laughs> <That's> horrendous. <laughs> but, but Hamcam, though, themselves aren't, aren't great. Their home form's really poor. Well, Hamcam have only scored one in their last four. Yeah, so I, said, I looked at Hamcam initially thinking, great, I'll have a look at them based on the fact they're playing years. But there's not much of a case to back Hamcam in this match. I think Hamcam are 6-5, to five, and it would probably be a blind punt in that match. I think they're two really poor teams at the moment. Low yeah. confidence, and again, probably no scoreline in that match would surprise you. Yeah. Well, I think you're going to have a closer look nearer the time, aren't you, Greg? And if there's anything that you fancy, then it'll be posted on the private channel. Yeah, there's a couple of teams at the moment. So in terms of the corner markets, I think Lundstrom, um are probably corner kings at the moment in the Oves League. And I missed out on them um, yesterday. They went to Troms, obviously, and won 1-0. Uh, I think we had over 2.5 goals in that match, which, which is disappointing. Um, obviously, Troms will never scored. Uh, I think they hit five in the first 50 minutes. Um, they're hitting six or seven or eight corners a game at the moment. So... That's probably a side to look out for as we progress and go through the, the second part of the season. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, 
that's all the bets we have for this week. So can you guys just give us a wee recap, starting with yourself, Greg, for your best bets at the weekend? Yeah, so the first match on Saturday, uh, Volaringa versus Moda at 5pm, and I'm taking over three and over 3.5 match goals on the Asian goal line, and that pays 11 to 10. So if there's three goals, you get half your state back, and if there's four goals, it pays 11 to 10. And the second bet I'm looking at, once we get some prices on corners, is Brand's home match versus League Leaders Bora Glimpse on Sunday. And I'm hoping we can probably get maybe a bit of value on Brand to hit four or more corners. Yeah, um, back to the Volaringa game. I've got them to score in the first half against Molde, um, and that's at 4-5 with 5-3-6-5. Also looking at Glimt to score in both halves against Bran. Uh, no, yeah, against Bran. Um, that pays even money. Uh, also looking at Osana minus one on the handicap uh, against Eugarden. Uh, that pays 2.2 on Bet365. And finally, uh, last game on Monday night is San Nezulf. Um, to draw or win against Tromsø at home, and that pays 10 to 11 with 56.5 again. Brilliant, thanks very much. So that's us for this edition of the podcast. Don't forget you can follow the guys on Twitter at Browning84Greg and at DWeatherston11. If you want more tips like these, then make sure you join Greg's private Telegram channel where he posts his best tips daily. Just visit gambler.co.uk for all the details on how to sign up there. As I say, that's us for this week. Best of luck with your bets, gentlemen, and uh, I'll catch up with you all next week and we'll do it again. Good stuff. Good luck. Cheers, Paul.